This was not the outcome that I quite expected from Ohio State. I mentioned in my preview video that these teams were of similar efficiency and that that could result in Arkansas State testing the Ohio State Buckeyes in some areas. And indeed they did, and we'll talk more about this in a few minutes. 45-12, to 12, Ohio State was the final score of this game. No scoring by either side accord, occurred Pardon me. in the fourth quarter. 14 points in the first quarter by the Buckeyes, 10 in the second, 21 in the third. The third quarter, in my opinion, being the strongest for Ohio State by a mile. And this... This week of college football, including this game, was more excited by a mile than I anticipated. Texas and Alabama was an all-time classic. Marshall, at the time of this recording, is leading Notre Dame 9-7. Wisconsin-Washington State is tied. Appalachian State is leading Texas A&M. And yeah, it's so far, it's so far a great day for college football, actually. And there's still other good games to witness tonight. Arizona State, Oklahoma State, USC, Stanford, Baylor, BYU. And yeah, this game was closer than I thought it was going to be. And for Buckeye fans, that's not exactly what you want to hear. Ohio State looked like they were going to roll early on when they had an eight-play drive eight-play, 96-yard drive that took three minutes and 30 seconds that concluded in a Marvin Harrison Jr. 42-yard reception from C.J. Stroud. Then Arkansas State, mostly through penalties, they drove down the field and they got a field goal. Henderson got an eight-yard run, Noah Ruggles kicked a field goal, and then Dominic Zvada who kicked four field goals on the day. He was the sole scorer for the Red Wolves, kicking four field goals, four of four, impressive kicker. He's, he kicked two field goals in a row on two separate drives to make it 17-9 to Ohio State. 17-9 to in the second quarter. Marvin Harrison Jr. then had another 42-yard pass from C.J. Stroud to make it 24-9 to at the half. In the third quarter, Ohio State threw a Trevion Henderson 23-yard run, a 51-yard pass from C.J. Stroud to Emeka Ikbuka, and another Marvin Harrison Jr. reception, this one of 30 yards from C.J. Stroud, to have 21 points for the Buckeyes in the third quarter. Only one field goal from Arkansas State, again by Dominic Zvada, that was a 45-yarder. Ohio State had 533-38 total yards, one turnover. They held Arkansas State to 276 total yards. Arkansas State had no turnovers. They schemed and did things, in my opinion, they were pretty efficient with the talent that they had, which is not a theme of Butch Jones, and Butch Jones is not a good head coach, but James Blackman showed that he had some experience, and Arkansas State's wide receivers, and at times even running back and quarterback, they took advantage of Ohio State's defense at times and did test them, which is something that Ohio State, if I were a Buckeye fan, would actually be happy that this is happening now instead of in the future. 
I would prefer that this would have never happened. Like, for example, I, as a Michigan fan, I don't want Michigan to be tested at all by Hawaii. I don't. I want Michigan to win by the score that I have given, if not greater, in fact. I want them to win 100 to nothing. But if Michigan is to have some issues right now that need to be solved, I want them to be exposed or put out there now rather than all bandaged up and exposed later in a tougher Big Ten conference game. And for Ohio State, in my opinion, that's what, what the, that's what this game was. You saw at times C.J. Stroud looked a little shaky in the first half. At times, Ohio State in the trenches. They, they dominated there for the most part, but there were moments where, you know, Arkansas State was able to open up holes or slow down Ohio State's run game. And there were other times, especially for Ohio State's defense, where they just weren't disciplined in coverage. Like Denzel Burke did not have a good day. He did not look good, and I know he's a good player. He plays Power Five football at the Division One FBS, Division One FBS level in the Big Ten for Ohio State. He's a good player. I have him listed as a great player for the season. He was a great player last year, but he did not have a good game. He got torched and cooked several different times by. Arkansas statewide receivers, and there was one play where he was had his hands up and was just on top of a, I think it was a tight end for Arkansas State, and I'm thinking, like, what are you doing? But Ohio State's defense didn't surrender a single touchdown at all, so they've only surrendered one touchdown thus far in their two games, and they have surrendered five, yeah, five field goals. Had over 500 yards total. On the ground, Ohio State had 168 yards of offense. They nearly had 400 passing yards. Kyle McCord showed up later in the game. And really, in the in the third quarter, the team looked like how I thought it would look the entire year. The third quarter was, you could tell that Ryan Day and Jim Knowles and Kevin Wilson said some things over halftime and are like, guys, got to step up your play. And indeed they did. So I think that just looking at this game, Ohio State's offense and defense, they still have errors to work through. They really do. At passing, C.J. Stroud early on nearly threw, I think it was the first drive where he nearly threw a pick. He's looking a little like he did early last year, where he's starting off slow. And in the second half, again, he had a really fantastic second half, making good reads, making perfect throws. In the first half, though, he had that one bad play that was almost a pick. He had another play where I think he was tossing it to K yeah, Cade Stover, who came out out of the backfield on like a wheel route, I think, for a tight end. And he threw it behind Cade Stover. Cade Stover had to stop and get it. And if that was, for example, if they were playing against Iowa, or Wisconsin, or Michigan's defense, that probably more likely than not, could have been a pick six, if not an incomplete pass, or just a pick. And so in the passing offense, they have that to work on. I think Ohio State still needs to establish itself more in the trenches. They're much better than they were last year because they can actually run the football and stop the run on defense. But their run game on both sides of the football needs to still improve, in my opinion. And it only needs to because, A, Ryan Day wants to be the best—he wants to command the best team in the nation. They want to go undefeated, and they want to win the national title. And to do that, they, they're they already great and elite in many different areas, but they have to be—they have to strive to be number one there. Alabama today, 
Alabama showed that they are not the number one team in the country. I think straight up that Georgia and Ohio State are better than this Alabama team. I, I don't think Texas is good either, for that matter, in fact. Maybe with Quinn Ewers, it's a different story, but with Hudson Card in there, Texas looked like Notre Dame 2.0, honestly, where they had a, a defense that was underrated, but their offense couldn't get anything going. Alabama's O-line looks sketchy, and their wide receivers aren't half as good as Ohio State's. I'd argue that Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State might have as good or better wide receiver cores than the Tide do. They have issues there. Alabama, they're still a great team. They're still a top 10, I'd say top 5 football team. They're really good, but if they want to be number one, they have to improve certain issues, even if they're already great at tight end or great at running back or good at the offensive line, which they are. They have to be great or elite in those areas. In Ohio State, they're already good, but they were good last year, and last year wasn't good enough, so they have things to still work on. C.J. Stroud looked polished at the end of the game. The passing attack still elite, even with Jackson Smith and Jigba out. Marvin Harrison Jr. had an amazing game. Same with Emeka Igbuka. Cade Stover got some receptions. Xavier Johnson, who had a good game against Notre Dame, also got three receptions. And it was, I mean, the passing attack looks good. The running attack looked good. At the end of the day, there are things to work on, but this offense, in the third quarter especially, showed that it's a force to be reckoned with, just like we thought. And that leads me into saying that the Buckeyes, they looked like a top-five team after halftime. In the first, no, that first half, I'm sitting here thinking, like, this team is, for the number three team in the nation, this is unacceptable. And the score at the end of the game, I would still agree, is unacceptable. I mean, Ohio State should have won this game. They, they should have scored minimum 50, 60 points, probably held Arkansas State to under 10, honestly. And I understand that one of the, what was it, the field goal by Noah Ruggles, I think should have been a touchdown because the receiver had full control when he crossed the plane, had full possession, but then when they pushed him out, the ball after that popped loose. So I don't know to a certain degree regarding that, but what I do know is that Ryan Day and the Buckeyes and they're not ecstatic about the result of this game. There is a lot for them to work on. A win's a win. It's great. And the way they looked in the first, the, the, the third quarter, the second half, look that way the rest of the year and you will probably go 12-0 and or 11-1. Or and you'll, you'll be one of the better teams in the nation. You'll have one more win than you did in the regular season last year if you play how you did in the third quarter. And I know it's against Arkansas State, but Arkansas State was efficient in this game. They were, and they were efficient according to analytics and ESPN. And it is a small sample size that that came from, but look at Michigan's opponents or Michigan State playing Akron. Not nearly as efficient as Arkansas State was listed as. So Ohio State did get tested a little bit, too much to their liking, in my opinion at least, because I think this shows that Ohio State, before they go 15-0, they still have a lot to work on. But nationally, everyone does. And I don't know how George is looking right now, but they, so far, they probably have the best argument to, you know, be the number one team just by how they embarrassed Oregon, who I don't think is a ranked team, but the way they won that game was impressive 
nonetheless. But the Buckeyes look top five after half, and I'm not going to be changing my rankings or releasing a top 25 of my own until the last week of September or the beginning of October, like I said in my prediction video for this game. Let's talk about some ramifications before we close out this video. Travion Henderson is back in his groove. He will remain starter at running back. He will remain starter for sure. And he was always going to be in the rotation with Mayan Williams no matter what. But the, the game that he played today, the reps and carries he got, he got 10 carries to Mayan Williams 8, and he had 3 yards per carry average more than Mayan Williams did, and two more touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns to Mayan Williams 0. He's re-solidified himself as the main as the main running back. He's running back number one. Mine Williams is running back number two. And it was really never going to be anything greater than Henderson or Mayan as 1A and the other being 1B. But Henderson has cemented his place as the starting running back, as the best running back. And playing an inferior defense compared to Notre Dame's, you saw that his his ceiling is higher than Williams. And him in open space... Him like finding holes and being schemed into having holes produced for him by his O-line, instant results. He's an impressive young man, and I can't wait to see what he does for the rest of the season. Marvin Harrison Jr. is an elite wide receiver. I'm glad I put him on my first team All-Big Ten. I am so glad. I mean, the catches he made were absolutely impressive. Made impressive catches, and he made... Two catches of 42 yards, one of 30 yards for a touchdown. He had seven receptions for 184 yards, 26.3 yards per reception, and three receiving touchdowns. That's crazy. And, you know, I have bad picks. I have good picks. And everyone does. I think this is one of my better picks thus far. 184 receiving yards against Notre Dame. He had 56. He has nearly 250 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns, and a total of 12 receptions so far on the year. I'm glad I put him there on my first team, all Big Ten. And when JSN comes back, yes, his production will probably sink back. But Ohio State, to me, what they proved after this game is they are still more of a passing team than a run team. They want to establish the run game. I get that. But watching this game just told me that they're naturally, they just fit better and play better when they choose to pass the ball and prioritize passing the football over running the football. And you got to run and you got to do both in order to win. And I understand that. And I think this Buckeye team will be better at that than they were last year where against Penn State, Nebraska, Oregon, Michigan, they really couldn't run the football or they could run it just well enough to be in the game, but not control it, which was a problem, especially against Oregon and Michigan, where, you know, they were much better at running the football, whereas Penn State and Nebraska couldn't run the football, and that allowed Michigan and Oregon to, you know, control the clock, control aspects of the game, make Ohio State uncomfortable. But C.J. Stroud, him looking rough in the first half, but dramatically improving in the second and Marvin Harrison really stepping up along with Emeka Igbuka, this team is a pass team. They are a pass, even with JSN, even with JSN being out, this is a pass-heavy team. It's designed to be pass-focused with the quarterback in play, with the wide receivers they have. 
And again, they faced Arkansas State, but I looked at this game and I'm thinking, even with JSN out, they still might have the best wide receiver core in the country, even with their best one hurt. That is how deep this wide receiver room is. They're all crazy. They're all athletic. They all know how to control their body and how to use use their hips and how to you know drop and go. They're fast. They run perfect routes. I mean, this is a crazy good wide receiver core. It reloaded. There was no rebuilding for this wide receiver unit. There was only reloading and retooling by Brian Hartline and Ryan Day. And the offensive line improving tight end, Cade Stover looked good. He had 40 receiving yards. This offense looks good, especially in, again, the third quarter. It was a great third quarter by the Buckeyes. And I said at halftime, because my mom and I were actually watching the game together and the Texas-Alabama game, I said, you know, this won't, a good third quarter won't, you know, make up for the sins of the half, but it will put a positive notion on Ohio State moving forward and, you know, show that there's still a team that is a force to be reckoned with and a national title contender. One game, of course, doesn't determine it all, but it was a good third quarter, and I was really impressed with what the Buckeyes did there especially C.J. Stroud's passing. Always impressed with that young man. He's good character, good leader. He is, he, he just, it, it, he is what he is. I don't know if he's Bryce Young level in the fact that he can carry an entire team on his back, but his athleticism, his arm, I'd say he has a better arm than Bryce Young does, better touch to his throws, but who knows? It is, after all, still weak, still weak too. Denzel Burke in the secondary struggled with discipline and coverage. It was especially Denzel Burke, but there were other moments where there was just missed tackle, after missed tackle, after missed tackle. And in the red zone, this wasn't a problem at all because Ohio State held Arkansas State to field goals. So regarding the defense, I said they had things to work on, but there's still positive takeaways in that your red zone defense is very good. Your linebackers are better than I expected them to be. They just are. And there are, there are players that have showed up who look like they're going to be better than guys who I thought were second or first team all Big Ten. Steel Chambers, a linebacker, had a sack, a tackle for loss, and six total tackles. Cody Simon. Cody Simon is another linebacker, and he had two tackles for loss, a pass defended, and six total tackles. Michael Hall Jr. I did not know. I did not know about Michael Hall Jr., defensive tackle. I did not know that he was going to be a big, big impact. And he is. He had a sack, three tackles for loss, three total tackles. Another good game for Michael Hall Jr., who's starting at defensive tackle and has made a good impact. Tyleek Williams up there too, another defensive tackle. And he he had, um I think, one and a half tackles for loss. And three total tackles. Teron Vincent was also in there. JT Tuimala was in there. Ohio State in total had two sacks, 12 tackles for loss, three quarterback hurries. Arkansas State, they had a sack, um, half sacks by Thurman Geethers and Jaden Harris, and they had six tackles for loss, no quarterback hurries. The Buckeye defense was consistently dominating the line of scrimmage. That's what the 12 tackles for loss shows. And the secondary did struggle with discipline and coverage at times. But the linebacker core impressed me. The D-line impressed me. And I think that, you know, I think the secondary is still going to be a unit that with their experience and with Denzel Burke being the great player that he is, 
he'll rebound. This defense has a lot of hope and, and faith and evidence behind its improvement. And finally, quarterback James Blackman. James Blackman, he did he did to a certain degree what I thought he would do. Now there there were no, you know, big eye-popping plays that he made. His wide receivers were the ones that made the the deeper pass plays happen. It was not him. But he still tested the secondary. He absolutely tested the secondary and seeing how bad Tyler Buckner is playing right now for Notre Dame. He's 10 of 19, 101 yards and a pick. That's terrible. That's terrible. And right now, Marshall's in Notre Dame territory. Tyler Buckner's not a good QB. He is not a good QB, and he has a better O-line, better wide receivers, and a much better tight end than James Blackman does. I think, a little bit of a bold prediction here, that you faced a better QB than you did against Notre Dame today, and that's why you had some of your struggles in the secondary. You faced the best QB today, if you're a Buckeye fan, that you faced all year, because Tyler Buckner is just not that good. James Blackman, well, Tyler Buckner, again, power five starter. He's, you know, average or above average, but for the standard that Notre Dame is and the talent they, they have, he's not impressive. Neither is James Blackman. But James Blackman has much more years of experience, and Arkansas State also had nothing to lose either. But I think you faced a better QB this week than you did last week, and that's helpful because it helped test your tests your secondary a little bit, gives Jim Knowles some areas to target the defense and help them to work on because he just, you know, great defensive mind that he has. He's going to do that, utilize any opportunity he has to make this defensive unit better. And those are my takeaways and ramifications. I think that Ohio State, in my opinion, they should move up to number two or number one. I think Georgia, for now, is the better argument to move up to number one, like because they you know destroyed Oregon. Don't know how they're doing against... They're only up by 13 against Samford. So I think that Ohio State or Georgia should move to number one. I think both of them are better than Alabama. That Alabama performance, not going to make a video on it, but it was rough. Might make a post about it. It was, it was a rough game. Definitely an entertaining one, though. Most entertaining one I've seen thus far in an all-time classic for sure. And that's all I have to say for this video. If you liked this video and you're a fan of Ohio State, Michigan, Nebraska, Michigan State, Penn State, Iowa, who's playing Iowa State right now, and I'm going to actually make a video on them in the next few days, no matter if they win or lose this game. If you're just a fan of Big Ten football, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts on this video down below. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the channel. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you guys around. Bye.